Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. That's gonna make the fin difference between winning and losing! Welcome back to 11 Personnel at SEC Media Days 2021. Nick Roush and Adam Luckett from our podcasting studios, a.k.a. Luckett's Hotel Room. Uh, down here in Hoover, where we just completed day three. And uh, first off, we I can speak today. That's good. It wasn't uh, as crazy as uh, Kentucky Day yesterday. But the news might have been even more off the wall for our birthday boy, Adam Luckett. That was crazy. <laughs> that was a day, man. A day. I know. And you got to try Dr. Pepper Cream Soda for the first time. That changed your life, didn't it? Yes. Go go to KSR IG story. Uh, see our Dr. <laughs> Pepper taste test. God, um, it, it I can't sucks. recommend buying anything but original Dr. Pepper. That was a big takeaway. Um, Shout out Larry Culpepper. Is it Larry or Barry? Larry. Larry, okay. I am. A, I've been a DDP guy. It's one of those things that, like, I was never the, the biggest soft drink guy, but I, I did phase my way out of regular Dr Pepper and regular Mountain Dew to the diet varieties. Mm-hmm. Um, the zero they have is not very good, and man, that I tried the cherry at first. You're like for the cherry and the cream soda. You're like, you know what? Not bad. And then all of a sudden, like, the sugar hits your stomach, and it, like, the saliva, the salivary glands are just rejecting that taste, that flavor. Just like, get this grossness out of here. This is fake flavor. Get it out. So, don't, don't try. Don't. Yes, just uh, go with the regular, the original, the best, the goat. Another goat today, Nick Saban. (laughs) Boy, man, that was uh Yeah, so... I'm sure you've seen it by now. Right. If and not, where, well, what planet have you been on? It, it's one of those things, too, that, like, Luckett, I know that you came ready to go for this media days. You were excited to talk to all these coaches. And here's the thing. I did three of these media days, maybe even more, before I ever asked a question in the media room. It's intimidating. And even when you come prepared... It's you, your your chest gets to pounding a little bit before you hit your name card. There's a lump in your throat. I can only imagine that that was even amplified more so when you've got Nick Saban and when you've got a room full of people who are trying to ask Nick Saban questions and you got to wait wait longer than normal just to get your name called. And my original question was stolen about two questions before me. Really? Because I was going to ask him about hiring Bill O'Brien. From the NFL, there's been this trend with the NFL, and he kind of answered that. Um, but I wanted, I still wanted to ask him something. So I was just kind of racking my brain, and I was like, I'll try this out because, you know, another coach that he's familiar with talked about it last week at Big 12 Media Days to see if we can get a comment from him. And little it turns out, it ended up being, like, one of the biggest things today to come out <laughs> of Hoover. Yeah. Uh, Adam Luckett stole the show today, folks. Really stole the show. And I'm not going to lie, I was sitting next to you whenever Saban started going, 
12 personnel. What's that? And I like, and you stood, two tight ends, and I was just like, oh, God. I felt like Ryan Lemon whenever <laughs> Matt gets into yeah. arguments. I was like, oh, God, I just want to get out of here. I wanted to crawl under the table and hide. But he kind of busted you a little bit. The whole media room laughed and then, like, gave a good answer. Mm-hmm. Which, apparently, that wasn't the only time he talked about it as well. Yeah, I heard that he also talked about it on the like the, ne- the SEC Nation Network show mm-hmm. where they go on and have the coaches throughout the day. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I had uh, quite the day today. Uh, we'll look back. This is going to be like when they write the KSR book, <laughs> like they're going to have to write about today. Oh, man, and the folks, the sweetest part of it all was that, I don't know, maybe an hour later, I think Matt played the audio on the show. And your mother called. Mm-hmm. And I think she was ready to fight Nick yeah. I just hear Lucky going, no, Mom, it's okay. No, it, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, I, I think she was ready to fight Nick Saban for you. Yeah, she was worried, like, I was going to lose my job or something if the coaches were going to be mean to me. Like, they were going to not let me come to the SEC media days again. <laughs> what is this, Jackson State? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What, the swack. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just a full day, birthday on top of it. It yeah. was pretty crazy. Yeah, a very big day. So, congrats. I, I got to say, well done. You held your, you kept your cool because I've been on the other end. I mean, it was Shannon Dawson who's, you know, couldn't wipe. A <laughs> little Saban's different spot. level there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when a coach kind of comes back at you and you're not expecting it, it's kind of weird. And, um, you know, that wasn't the only time. We had, I got to say, today was eventful. I was very happy that today unfolded the way it did. Uh, and, and, and not just from the big news that we're going to get to with realignment, potential realignment, and that's going to be, God, you thought they talked about playoff enough. Mm-hmm. Realignment, whew. But some of the quotes uh, that just the, – the the retorts, the pipebacks. Yeah. Uh, we had Mike Leach today, which Mike Leach, he is uh, – man, he's, he's, he's always been – He's a, an oddball. Yeah, oddball is the only way to put it because – he can be so enthused and then so like, but right. then he can also just go, bah, 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 bah. And, and it sounds like that. Like it really, yes, it does. It puts it, it kind of want to. You kind of want to go to sleep. And then, man, you would have thought when he got somebody asked, uh, "Are you vaccinated?" And if so, why or why not? Well, if I was, or if I was, or if I wasn't, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't tell, tell you either way. Right. Which, like, if you're vaccinated, you're probably going to say yes. But, like, there was a very defensive pipe back, shut him down just like that. And it was like, ooh. And then you get the awkward laughter because media folks were the easiest crowd. Yeah. And people don't know what to do when it gets that awkward. And they just, like, chuckled. That was a that was a tense moment. A little tense. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, well... But to me, the big standout was the Tennessee comments. <laughs> I mean, that was gold. Yeah. And um, it was uh, John Adams from the KnoxNews.com, I think, was the guy who asked it. Um, I'm upset I didn't think to ask about that. Right, right. Because this is his first media days. No one's ever got to really, on a national scope, really ask him about it. And Leach, he won't, like, he gives you to you straight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's giving you, you know, his honest opinion. And he said they had a what was the phrase a coup de how's it how's it, how, come on come no on, he, come on coup de tite. 
What's that, that Oklahoma dialogue yeah. coming out? But he, he's like, you know, we talked to him, had some things lined up, and before you know it, there's a coup d'etat. Uh, coup d'etat. Yeah. And, and watching... We had uh, nothing nailed down, but we did talk. And well, you, you all know what happened. He was like, y'all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's been well documented. Um, I, I also appreciated all of, like, how the journalist tweeted it out. Because maybe, like, coup d'etat. So it's a French word. And I think you all are probably well aware of what a coup is. Like, we've, we've Americanized it. We've shortened it. For just you know an overthrow of power, uh, uh, a mutiny, if you will. I'm surprised he didn't use the word mutiny because you know the pirate thing, right? Like that's right more up his alley. But I loved all the journalists that just left out d'état, even though coup d'état does slap. I mean, it really, it really punches harder than just saying, uh, well, then they had a coup, you know. Mm-hmm. He also so that was good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he also did the anti Shane Beamer Kermy Spar. So instead of a 20-minute opening statement, he that just was walked good. up. That was classic Leach. I'm not going to give an opening statement. Y'all are going to ask what you're going to ask, so let's just get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, he's an oddball and whatnot, but he is, like, in these kind of settings. Having somebody do that, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but there's also, like, a... Like a le- you should have some level of professionalism too. Like he kind of flirts with that, like emerging line, right? Yeah. He's he's very he toes that line, um, but then you know he got asked like about teaching. He taught that I, I even followed that Twitter account they had for it, like insurgency warfare right. or whatever uh, at ta- Washington State. Yeah, he taught a class at Washington State, and he was asked about teaching if he enjoyed it, and which one's easier? And he had a line like. You know, you get in a little bit more trouble for cursing doing one than the other, but it's not too different, you know. So, uh, man, Mike Leach, he, he did provide us some gold, uh, unlike Clark Lee. Not, not really gold. I think you had the best, just kind of, in a nutshell, Clark Lee. He's, he sounds like a Vanderbilt guy. I mean, Using big words, um, really well-put-together sentences. Yeah, just soft-spoken, not, too, not threatening at all. I, he did have a sharp look, though. We got to give him that. The yeah. white jacket with the. It's like an ice cream paint job suit. Yeah, yeah, except with a little bit of uh, plaid in there. Um, you asked him about Barton, mm-hmm. um, which. Yeah, okay answer. Not as good as I thought he might want to do. I liked when the players, though, saw Barton, because Barton Simmons, he was 24 7's director of recruiting. Right. I mean, pretty big head honcho. And uh, they said, yeah, did anybody ever get mad at him for the way they ranked him? Or, <laughs> you know, they were ranked as a kid, and he's like, uh, we gave him a hard time for some of us. But uh, really, look at all I could take away from Vanderbilt, aside from the fact that instead of just using the generic Vandy helmet, Cork Lee brought the one on his bookshelf, uh, which that was about as they really hammered that one home. But the numbers on the jerseys, my God. Yeah. Can you just explain to to our listeners what Vanderbilt football did this spring because it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, Clark Lee comes in and they stripped them of their jerseys um, and uh, like they couldn't wear a logo or whatever. Like it's kind of like the old high school tactic, like you have to earn it, like earn these stripes kind of thing. And so they played a spring game and nobody wore numbers. <laughs> no numbers. Yeah. No logos. And I try to watch every spring game and I watch maybe 10 plays of the Vanderbilt 
one, and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I might as well be, you know, uh, blind watching this. Um, and then now, now on their roster right now, there's five guys who have numbers, and the guys at Media Days, they just revealed to them, and they put on Twitter that they got their number, and they show, like, the Twitter reaction. <laughs> and the big takeaway was there's a true freshman out of North Florida, Bradley um, Ansmore, I believe his name is, started five games for them last year, was a low three-star recruit. He's a sophomore, and they brought him to Media Days. I mean, that should tell you kind of a lot about yeah. where they're at. I mean, when I heard sophomore, I, they don't have anybody else on that roster that – I mean, I, I appreciate Lee's approach, and he's like, you know, that was a different program. This is a new year, blah, blah, blah. But to start off with, like, the most cornball thing of all cornball things, it's one thing to – Strip the logos off or something. Hell, Coach K would do that junk from time to time. You know what? Fine. I got, but the numbers, that, from a very practical standpoint, like I'm not over here Tom Brady, like, how are they going to know what position to block? Like, I don't think that it's that important as far as your position needs to have a number that goes with it. I like college football, letting players kind of wear what they want. But the... Not having the numbers when you're watching. You can't watch film in practice. Like, how do you know who you're evaluating? Yeah. It's the same thing with the stripes on the helmets. Like, how do you – you can't tell where a quarterback's looking on film if you don't have a middle stripe down their helmet. You can kind of guess, but you, no, it's not the same thing as having that stripe on their helmet. So, I, I just think it's, it's silly, it's stupid, but you know what? Hey, Vander, Vanderbilt, it's Vanderbilt, though. It's just – it's a different type of – Place. And so. they're at least getting national people to write about it. Because right. Because it is such a ridiculous thing. It probably won't be written. That, that story's going to end up waiting and go on the back burner because... There's a lot of other stuff happening today. Yeah, yeah. you got to feel for Vanderbilt in a setting like this. Like, today they go behind Saban. And then in the afternoon it's Leach in his first SEC media days. And then we get the Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Texas-Oklahoma realignment and Jimbo Fisher's comments and Greg Sankey's comments on that. Like there was some like memorable moments with the helmet and stuff like that in the suit, but it just gets caught in the like you said, it's gonna be a thing people write about three days from now. It's the perfect Vanderbilt SEC media day. Right. It's just getting buried in the busiest day out there. Because you know, I, I'm not gonna pay as close attention as to some um as to some other folks, but about like the specifics with Saban's words and all that. Like I, cause I don't hear him that much, so like when there's some subtle nuances to he was more reflective today. Like, I don't pick up on that. I did think it was cool. I was listening to uh, McElroy on the way in. He does his new show with Cole Kublik on uh, Jocks here in Birmingham, the sports station. And I would actually encourage you all to listen to it on podcast because he was explaining how Alabama operates their practice, and it's fascinating. Just, they go ones and threes with half the coaching staff, twos and fours with the others, so that you don't have dudes who just are sitting on the sideline. Like, they're... Everybody is being coached instead of, all right, well, you're just kind of stuck on scout team kind of deal. Stand, no, not, no standing around. There's no standing around at all. That really helps with development. And, and McElroy goes into detail, like the drills, splitting around. So if you all want some more football, to like, I, that was probably the most compelling thing I heard today. And it was in their uh, 8 o'clock hour. So the, it was the tail end of their second hour. Um and it was right after they had Saban on for an interview. So I would, if, if y'all want some more college football listening, that was a good listen. Uh, and, and you know, 
all of the big like schedule and nil like uh, especially what Saban said about COVID. I think that was the biggest thing was like, hey guys, you know it's important. We don't know long term effects. He did the whole like, I'm going to like I can see why people be reserved, but you also have to outweigh the concerns with how much do you want to win <laughs> and how much right. are you willing to buy in to help your team. And he brought up NC State from College World Series as a, as an example. He's like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into, I don't know who was or who wasn't over there, but they were put in jeopardy because some people weren't. And uh, essentially, we we can't have that, so we're 90 percent vaccinated. Right. And that that was, I think, the big overarching thing. But like it, we got to talk realignment because that was a bomb, a literal atom bomb was dropped. Right. I mean. Ten minutes before Jimbo Fisher took the, I mean, you in Auburn. you gave him the atom bomb, and then there was the atom bomb, right? And folks, this report from the Houston Chronicle, it's that Texas and Oklahoma have inquired about joining the SEC. I think, I think it's happening. So I, I know it's a long way away, but it makes way too much sense for everybody to bring the Big 12's two biggest names, most profitable names, and bring them in the SEC to make the first Super Conference. The timing, I mean, it's been, what, 10 years since we've had a big realignment? We've got shift. all the other stuff happening with college football. It's a transition. Oh, yeah, like, especially period. the nil and the transfer portal stuff. Like, it just makes perfect sense. And uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not, Luckett, but I know that there's – even that, though that might be getting a little too ahead of myself, when Greg Sankey is saying no comment and, you know, we're here to talk about the 2021 season, those talks definitely have happened. Mm-hmm. Th- that, I think we can both agree to that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's been understood for a long time that the Big 12 is kind of a temporary league. Like, when expansion comes again, that's going to be the one that gets gutted. So that's why Missouri and Nebraska, uh, they were willing to risk it for the biscuit mm-hmm. when they left be- right. for the money. They were like, this is our fit, this is where we're going, and we'll just figure it out when we get there. And there has been effects for Nebraska, mostly negative. Yep. Um, they're still trying to figure out, but they're they're safe for the future, right. long term. And, yeah, I mean, to make, Oklahoma's always made the most sense. Like, I've always thought when they made a move, 100%. It's going to be Oklahoma. They fit culturally so well, I think, mm-hmm. within the league. That would be – it's not super far away from Arkansas and right. A&M. So, you're cl- – like, there's two games I would ass- – I don't know. I would assume those were within driving distance of, like, Oklahoma City, which is their major metroplex. It just that, – that makes a lot of sense within the league, and that would be a fun road trip for SEC fans to make. It would be pretty exciting. For Texas, I mean, there obviously there's a huge monkey there with the A&M stuff. Um, we got today Ross Bjork, who's the athletic director there in College Station, said we want to be the only SEC program from the state of Texas. There's a reason why Texas A&M left the Big 12 to be standalone to have our own identity. Yeah. No, yeah. Texas A&M does not want this. This is Yeah, they're going to fight hard yeah. against that. And so in order for it to happen, there would need to be three quarters of league members would need to agree upon it. But the thing, A&M, they, they, they don't have any leverage. What are they going to do, leave the league? Yeah, well, that's right. They don't have the political capital um, to, I mean, because they're new too, you know. Uh, and I, I do think that the dynamics between Texas A&M and Texas, they're so hostile with one another. Like, I mean, the 
playing and not playing, I mean, it really is nasty between those two. So I I, I understand from Texas A&M side, uh, you know, why they they want they like being the SEC school in Texas. It's a great recruiting tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and look what it did for them. I mean, Kyle Field did not look like Kyle Field does today before they moved to the SEC. Oh, no. There's a big article on the ESPN, or ESPN.com right now. They're just kind of going through expansion, which is uh, – and they released a bunch of articles this morning. And I read the A&M one today, and that's, that's pretty much what they said. It was like just being in the Big 12, it was like, who wants to go to Kansas? <laughs> like now now we get to go to LSU. Right. We get to right. go to Alabama. We get a random road trip to Florida, Tennessee. And we get all those teams at home, and it's just invested so much more money. A&M was the biggest winner in realignment. It's, it's raised their, their profile as a school, mm-hmm. as a football program, and now they're winning at pretty high levels, something they really haven't done over the history. And they've got a team this year with Jimbo Fisher that I think it could very well be a preseason and, top six, seven team, and it's going to be a college football playoff contender. Even in the other sports, too, women's basketball, they're a top five program now. Uh, men's basketball, they – I don't – I can't remember, but like they had a couple of those good teams that I don't. I remember them losing in the tournament. They made the Sweet think, Sixteen twice with Billy Kennedy yeah. and won the SEC regular season I was one year. Say, I think they won the twenty sixteen. Yeah. So, uh, but you didn't beat him. Daniel, Daniel House, that dude was a house, mm-hmm. uh, big guy. But and then we got Pete Thamel just now, Nick. Yeah. Our our favorite guy here. God, yeah. Um, People really loved it. Made a few calls. Day. Call him coming. Which is it's nice to know other people don't aren't too fond of. Thamel, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretty much, it's a unanimous, like, people just don't like him. Yeah. So, made a few calls. Call him coming. General feel is that Texas was going to essentially explore free agency after this TV deal. I would need to look up when that deal ends. Independent, ACC, SEC, they were going to be active. There's too much chatter and conversation behind the scenes for there not to be some truth here. And that last sentence was in quotes. I'm assuming from one of Thamel's many sources. So, yeah, it looks like they're shopping. Now... Texas is, it's the Texas is a rich kid that nobody likes. <laughs> so they're, I mean, they're gonna walk into the room, and they're gonna be around a lot of other rich kids who aren't gonna sit there and stand for their um, tomfoolery. So like, that there's gonna have to be some, because Texas in negotiations is kind of trying to get where, you know, a little bit more money and you know all that kind of. Stuff and that I don't think the SEC is going to play that. So there, 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 there are some hoops to jump through for Texas, Oklahoma, not so much. I did see where Dennis Dodd tweeted um, last he checked. Oklahoma has something in the legislature that if Oklahoma University moves, they have Oklahoma State has to go with them. Oh wow! So that could be something to work through. So, so realignment Twitter is now for the time being. It looks like it's locked and ready to go. I mean, it's probably going to get rolling here until the football season so starts. The Longhorn Network ends after the 24-25 academic year. I would imagine that the SEC would want to get this done by the time the Disney deal starts. That's what I was about to say. The Disney deal is coming. I mean, there was a, it, it wasn't the centerpiece of Sankey's saying, but, like, it's a big part of it. Yeah, so, just get ready. Like they they would buy out of that last year right. with the Longhorn. Right, Network. nine game is coming, and they're about to be in, they're about to get rid of divisions, and we're going to have pot scheduling. All right, don't like it? No, people are saying that Auburn and Alabama they're going to go to the East. No, they're just not going to do that anymore. And I, that was me. Like when I heard, I I just lost respect for people who were saying that because it's like that would never you would never have. Two eight-team divisions 
play just each other. Like that. No. You're just making two conferences, like at that point. That was what all conferences were. You'd be going back to the Big A and the SEC, except you'd be subbing out, uh, who would it be? South Carolina for. Yeah, like South Carolina. I mean, that's what it would be. It would be Big A and SEC, and it just. It, it would be yeah, two conferences at that point. Uh, exactly. So I think what like media we, day is going to be five days long now. Jesus. But we've we've talked about the pod scheduling. Like I really think that was our first like big off season podcast we did was on that uh, way back you know yeah. two years ago or so. Hit the archives. You know, and I, and I think you could do something too where uh, maybe you group teams in like I, I forget what the numbers were then but if you have 16 four groups of four makes sense and you kind of just shuffle them around so yeah you make it semi-regional uh where i you know of course oklahoma and texas would rain together probably with arkansas, arkansas and a&m right yeah and then you have like missouri kentucky, kentucky tennessee vanderbilt something like that yeah yeah something like that so there, there are ways to do this where not only are teams reaping the rewards of bringing in two big new schools, but also to where, like, it's not, yes, it is a murderer's row, but you're going to see other teams throughout yeah, the year. With the playoff expansion and these new TV deals, they're going to want to have the best two teams in the league in those conference championship games. Yeah, and they would just go, but what, win percentage? or Yeah, or, win percentage. You know, like, yeah. It would be win percentage, and then there's going to be ties, and it's going to be like a mess when they do that, but that's just something they're going to have to deal with. Right. But – But, hell, by the end, if it's a 12-team playoff, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know? Like, right. The, the conference – I guess if they the proposal was four buys only to conference champions, okay, now it still kind of matters, but if you're in the playoff, you're in the playoff, you know? Um, but back to the other part that I wanted to mention – Folks, I know there's some of you out there who are saying, we're Kentucky. We don't need to add Oklahoma and Texas to our schedule. It's hard enough as is. The amount of money that they, like, we just kind of alluded to what it's done to Cal Field, but look at what Kentucky's done just in the last TV deal. They're going to make, I think, five times or more, what they were – it's probably more, right? Or eight times. I think the last deal was $60 million and this one's like $300 million. So, yeah, that, that's five times more. They're going to make five times more money per year on this new TV deal starting in 24. Not only what does that do for salaries, but facilities. Like, everything, the bar is just raised. Yeah. And that's good for the University of Kentucky. What also is good – like, dude, how much fun would a road trip to Austin be? Yeah. I would <laughs> like, love to go to Norman, too. Yeah. Like, that would be – oh, God, have Bob come back for a yeah. game and, like, be on the Kentucky sideline. Just like when the College Station trip came. It's like a bucket list thing. Yeah. Ten years ago, you never thought this would happen. In yeah. in yes. Will, will things get harder? Yes. You're probably going to be seeing more tough teams from the West that you're not used to seeing. But – well, Kentucky, I think when they do the pod scheduling, they're going to be fine because they're probably going to they're going to have to be matched up with Missouri and Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So you obviously want to keep those two games because that's the, probably two of the most winnable in the conference over a long stretch of time. Yes. Then you're going to get Tennessee, who can't figure stuff out, so that's good for you. Um, I think they're going to you're going to be just fine with that. But yeah, I mean it's it's already tough as as is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and you'd go to nine games. And here's the thing: when you do this, you can't like. 
SEC this year is going to have legitimately – you're going to have Alabama, Texas A&M, and Georgia are legitimate top ten teams. Yeah. Top seven, like legitimate playoff contenders. After that. But after that, it's no yeah. – there are no role beaters. So – and then – you know, if you hopefully if you time it out right, you you can only you'll only play one of them or so, and that's what Kentucky only gets one this year. They get Georgia. So, and and if you add Oklahoma and Texas to the fold, then it, you you probably get to a point where you're going to face two every year. So it wouldn't be that much more. Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe three tops where you're facing a world beater. But yeah, the nine game count. I mean, it's coming. So just you're just gonna have to get ready for it. It is what it is. Yeah, and as long as you keep Louisville there at Dan Long, which by the yeah. way, that article that got overshadowed the ridiculous Vince Tyre article in the Courier. Yeah, Journal, that was that was uh, loaded for sure. Yeah, uh, he was he was name dropping Jimmy Sexton. He said that we knew what the roster was. What we were going here, and they're they, all bought well, in. Well, uh, the first sentence just really stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Beth and the kids have, have gotten used to here. Have settled in. Yeah, it's year three. <laughs> Should take three months. Yeah. So, like, what? Did they just move here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. That just that was uh, some odd quotes by Vince Tyree. I thought, and I still think like they can put on. They're putting on like a happy face right now. Yeah. But I still don't think things are cool um, behind those I mean, doors. He's he Vince Tyree is doing the thing like when you're making up a lie and you just add a bunch of details and it's like. All right, this is unnecessary. Yeah, it's almost like he's throwing his coach a bone going into a, a pivotal season. So let me let me do this, get maybe some media off your back, um, and, and some you know less jaw pressure. Yeah. But, but you know you've got. But Tyree did say he expects them that, that the roster is better, that they expect them to, you know, win some big games this year. Uh, and they got a they got a big one to start off. Yeah, yeah, and whenever Ole Miss was like. I think Bob Holt was the one who asked, like, yeah, well, that's a pretty big first game to start the schedule. Uh, what do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, we just haven't even looked into it. You know, mm-hmm. I, It wasn't Kiffin. It was one of the players. Uh, it was Matt Corral, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's just like, uh, you know, another team. Because um, they're going to wipe the floor with them. I've already got 50 smackaroos on, that, on the Ole Miss minus seven and a half. Yeah, it's already, it already – like, when South Point opened it, it was at eight. Yeah. So they opened it at a half a it point could get higher. Up to like nine. Or yeah, nine I would say nine and a half. Yeah, <laughs> probably where it's going to end up. Yeah. So um, make those wagers while you can, folks. Um, one other part that I wanted to mention too, while we're at it, uh, I think Texas and Oklahoma from a basket. First of all, it'd be cool to have the Red River Shootout be an SEC game, like. That's kind of a like, yeah. I mean, you, you look, want to talk about it just means more. You, you know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you talk but, about the rivalries in the league now. I mean, it would dominate. I mean, outside of Michigan, Ohio State, and what USC, UCLA. Just USC, think Notre about Dame. the rivalries in the league. You got Red River. You would have, and you would get Texas A and M back on Friday night, um, Thanksgiving Friday. You would get you know you have the Egg Bowl, you have the Iron Bowl, um, you have you know uh, cocktail party. Cocktail party. Yeah, I mean Tennessee. All right, no Tennessee, Alabama. <laughs> like, third Saturday in October uh, is struggling right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you just look at it that way, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you also want to consider the basketball implications of this too. Uh, Oklahoma has been to a Final Four. What that was like four well, years it, ago. I mean, Texas should be about to go on a run with Chris Beard. Exactly, and they had a great team last year as well. So uh, it, I, I, it does 
it makes the SEC the dominant league. And I it think already it, is, but yeah, it makes it even more. But I think in Greg Sankey's mind, too, when you look at Mark Emmert saying, we're going to decentralize and all this stuff. Yeah, Sankey's making moves right now. Like, yeah. he's trying to, like, uh, like a long-lasting impact. Like, he's got a window right here, I think, to really make some seismic changes. And I think, like, over the next three, four years, it's going to be – it's a good time to be in college sports media, I think. I think we're about to have a lot of stuff oh, coming. And, and not only that, like, so the last time realignment happened, that was about 2012. Twitter was around, but not like it's around now. College football Twitter during realignment is going to be a wild, wild place. And I'm here yeah. for it. I'm yeah. here for it. And I, I love to, we just briefly mentioned Jimbo's thing, but people kept asking questions. I was like, is anybody going to ask him this? And finally, Mike Bianchi, who I know are friends in Florida, really loathe. He was like, yeah, there's a report out of yeah. Houston well, that – Credit Bianchi, man. I know he's not the, the favorite guy in the room, but he did He did ask the question. He asked the question. I, I, was, I, hate, I would hate if I had to get up and ask another pivotal question. <laughs> <laughs> but he asked the question. He said, hey, uh, you know, what do you – you're hearing that Texas and uh, Oklahoma – Great answer. They've, they've inquired about getting in the SEC, and he said, I, I bet they would. And with a laugh first, huh? <laughs> I he bet said, they would. And then he and it, said, was, it was quick, too. Yeah. It was real quick. And then let me get up the quote. He said something. We have the uh, – hold on just a second. Ross Dellinger tweeted it out. Um, he laughed and said, I bet they would. And then there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, we got the greatest league in ball, which is such a Jimbo line. A league in ball. And for those who don't know, Jimbo Fisher talks like a yeah. million miles a minute. It's hard to – man, uh, there's one part of the transcript today that I can't wait to pull. Where he said the standard is the standard, and he already, he had already. Said I love it. I love him. I love Jim. Oh, he I love him. I he, think he's the best. He had already said it once earlier, and then he went the standard is the standard, and when we move the standard around, the standard is the standard. Like I, I have no idea what that gobbledygook is. I know, but oh, he man. did. He had a lot of out of context quotes, which I think we should do for a post. Oh, Next yeah, week, out yeah. of context, SEC, he did, like, their schedule. Colorado is Alabama. New Mexico State is Alabama. <laughs> Idaho is Alabama. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jimbo. What a guy. What a guy. But it it's one of those things where today was pretty crazy. It's still hard to, uh, you know, consume all this, digest it, let it mull over. We're giving it to you kind of as it's happening. Um, and, uh. I don't know. We still have a ton of stuff on the website right now. and, and we're, More coming tomorrow. Hey, hell, we're going to have two weeks worth of stuff by the time it's all said and done. So uh, This is going to get us right up to uh, meet, uh, Kentucky Football Media Day. Yeah, it, it really will. Uh, there was a lot. Okay, I kind of – I'm gonna, here we I'll look up standard, okay? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 times he says the standard with it in a minute. Man, what a guy! He was good. He was good on the podium today. I thought. Yeah, Jimbo. He's a character. He's a character, and that's what he, that's what makes college football great. Yeah. Man. Where would okay? Three days in, Nick. You've been to four or five of these. Where does this rank? Oh, undeniably the most eventful and exciting because new co. You got all the fresh blood. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the like the big time like college football world, like news wise. Like, like, like selfishly, eighteen. Because Kentucky had a big day. Right. And, and, like, kind of like in your moment, like, I had, like, I was a big part of getting all that stuff out there. And you just feel like, you're like, yes, I crush it. But it was also in Atlanta, College Football Hall of Fame. It was cool to go to the Hall of Fame. But yeah. Like, it's not the same. Which I think it's there next year. Yeah, I think it might be too. 
But this year, the coaches have been so much more. Uh, yeah, I think it engaging. helps. It didn't have it last year. Yeah, so they're bring, they're a little bit more grateful. They right. don't see this as like ah, oh, it's a drag, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, I I feel like their their thanks to the media are a little bit more uh, genuine, you know. So. Uh, but yeah, and, and all I've been to, I think the first one was either fifteen or sixteen, uh, or probably sixteen. It, it just this one's had a lot, and hell, we're halfway rolling through it. Um, man, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, one more day tomorrow, we get your guy Drinkowitz. We get Sam Pittman, who I'm excited uh, to hear from. Yeah, he should be good. I bet Drinkowitz is and Harson, which we've heard Harson. Um, it's not going to be the best from some of the Auburn people here. That's, that's Auburn. That's Auburn for you. Um, but we still got a lot more coming out. I talked to a lot of SEC Network folks. Uh, Paul Feinbaum's making fun of Tennessee, so you'll enjoy that. Um, I basically uh, hazed Chris Doring. Uh, and we're going to talk to some other folks, probably Connor O'Gara. Uh, we got to get Luckett and Bob Holt to hang out for a little bit. We had lunch with him today, so really set the stage. Um, but – Man, it's been all, a crazy three days. I can't believe we're we're almost at the we end. We gotta of the select road. our all conference teams tomorrow. Oh God, I, I was I was like, oh, here's some downtime to do it. Realignment bomb. I know, <sighs> I know. Man, just when we hit the wall, me and you both are like, man, let's get this day <laughs> over with. It's been a long day, and then the realignment came. Now Which like, that guy was sitting right behind us. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Oh, and I'm pretty sure he heard me. Of course, they put this behind the paywall. He <laughs> <laughs> was behind. Yeah. It was to the le- like behind this and to the left because he asked because he's got that weird last name. It's Brett Zwinnerman. Oh yeah. And yeah. then I, he, he said it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure he had to hear that unless oh, he was up man. there talking to somebody. But yeah, between that and the Dr Pepper, man, I'm I'm back. We're back. We're ready to finish strong. Yes. Yes. We, we are, are going to finish strong. Well, we appreciate y'all. Uh, tuning in with us for another day at SEC Media Days. We'll be back again one final time to wrap things up. Tomorrow, we'll be at the mall tomorrow. Because why the hell not? Might as well do this on the merry-go-round. You want to We're recording at the mall tomorrow? You're leaving the hotel tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's just that's true. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Our studio. I didn't think about so, that. Uh, yeah, we're, we're shooting from the hip. It should be... Uh, should be quite the spectacle uh, the next time we see you, but we appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, as always, go Cats and uh, go Kroger.